You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. another episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora. Hello, Aurora. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Uh, As we were talking about for five minutes beforehand, (laughs) ten minutes beforehand, I'm playing Uncharted 4, and I'm loving it. And I am very jealous. I'm struggling. Well, I mean, I'm not... (laughs) I'm loving it, but I'm also struggling, because obviously the struggle of not wanting to complete a game while simultaneously wanting to play it to death. I mean, there yeah. there is the multiplayer mode, which I played the yeah. the beta of, and that was fun. Yeah. So maybe if I get to, like, the halfway point in the game and I start having an identity crisis, I'll just play the multiplayer <laughs> for a while. Like, it'll satisfy it. It'll satisfy my want to play Uncharted-style game, mm-hmm. uh, an Uncharted-style game, without actually finishing the story. So <laughs> we'll see. I'm glad they added that multiplayer in there, so... Uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about uh, people sailing the uncharted seas. Actually, these are yeah probably, connections. They're, they're probably actually <laughs> fully charted seas because it's not like they're very far from land. But I needed to find a way to swing it back around. So uh, we're talking Fear the Walking Dead. It's a uh, season two, episode five. It's called Captive. Let's get into the many, 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 many paragraphs and sentences that. <laughs> that uh, come together to create the story of this week's episode. I'm just scrolling. It's going on forever. Uh, All right. Um, So uh, we have... uh, We have... So it's Alicia and... um, Oh, my God. I've forgotten the incompetent dad's name already. Uh, Travis? Travis. Travis. (laughs) Alicia and Travis are on Connor's boat, which is a very big boat, which is also not at sea. It's... Like, uh, maybe it was under construction or under repair. It's it's on a dock. Yeah. Um, But it is above water. It's not in water. Um, But it is very large. And uh, there's some some stuff with Connor uh, and Alicia at the beginning, but that's not important. Uh, What is important is that she runs into Jack, and she's like, hey, look, you're not allowed to run around the ship uh, without... uh, I don't know, like a like a legal guardian or something. You know, basically she just can't mm-hmm. roam freely. Uh, and she wants to know what happened to her family. Did they make it safely to shore? Jack agrees that he will find out. Uh, so back on the Abigail, Daniel is treating the wound, to put it nicely, that Reed sustained. Basically, there's a really big metal bar going through his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Reed tells Daniel that his brother Connor has a dozen men and five boats and will come looking for him. And Daniel leaves Reed tied up in the chair. Chris insists on guarding him, and Daniel agrees to let him, uh, but he has to stand outside of the door. Don't let him. Because basically Reed spent that whole scene trying to get into Chris's head. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an asshole, this Reed yeah. kid is. Yeah. Uh, Strand is recovering in the uh, the wheelhouse, the captain's, uh, the, the main deck, I guess, of the Abigail. Uh, and Daniel tells Madison that they can use Reed's relationship to Connor as leverage over him they locate connor's base by scanning the radar for a cluster of five boats and madison steers the abigail northward 
Louise says we got to turn the ship around, though, because uh, we've only got a small window of time to cross the border into Mexico. And uh, believe it or not, Strand gives her time to do mm-hmm. Uh, well, he owes her. He says he says he does. That now they're even. Yeah. He does owe her. He's, he is a man of his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in this instance, he is. Right. Uh, and uh, Luis is not too happy about this, and he's still saying, "Hey, look, uh, this is like a money thing too. Remember, I've only got so much money. It costs money. I've got money for two people. We've got a lot more than two people." And Strand says, hey, "Everything comes down to negotiations," and he feels like he can handle it. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel advises Madison to let Nick and Chris help fight Connor's group and urges her to stop treating them like kids. Madison yeah. ignores him, which she's still holding on a little bit to the old mm-hmm. world. I mean, the old world's not that old still. It's right. For many of them, it was just, you know, uh, weeks ago, a couple months ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, so she's still holding on to it a little bit. But uh, Daniel has the, uh, he's in the right mind uh, mm-hmm. on this. Uh, Travis wakes up in a cell on Connor's boat and tries to pick a lock when a woman appears. It's Alex from the raft. And she is unhappy about the whole cutting loose of their raft and being left to die. As it turns out, her brother did. She had to kill him. Mm-hmm. And she reveals that she told Connor how to find the Abigail after he saved her and asked her what she could contribute to their group. And uh, she led them to the Abigail. Uh, Madison is mad at Strand for sending Nick on missions and forbids him to do it any further. And Strand argues that Nick knows how to survive in this world. And uh, that, you know, he, like within five minutes of meeting him, he understood his potential. And his own mother hasn't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and then Madison gives the argument, and Madison's still holding on to that, a bit of that old world mentality. She's like, yeah. even if he can, you know, he should, may, that doesn't mean he should. And I'm like, actually, you're, as you're going to find out eventually, yeah, you kind of, if, yeah. you, <laughs> if, you, if you've got it, you you got to yeah. flaunt it. So yeah. uh, Jack spots the Abigail approaching on radar, and Alicia explodes at Jack when she realizes that Reed could not have possibly delivered her family in safety in such a short amount of time. And Jack admits that Reed sometimes kills passengers after hijackings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not good. Back on the Abigail, Madison forbids Nick from pulling any more stunts, young man. She shakes a, a, a very stern finger uh, in his general direction. Uh, Alicia tells Jack to radio Connor and alert him to a potential ship target. Uh, they can use this to escape together while Connor performs reconnaissance on the ship. Uh, and hopefully this will help Alicia try to find her family. Boy, if only she knew that they were on the boat coming for them. Uh, In his cell, Travis tells Alex that he kept her on the raft because he was worried that Jake might be infected. You knew the right thing to do, and you chose the other, she tells him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strand spots a cluster of five boats along the shore and tells Daniel that they've arrived at the base. Travis still on the base, apologizes to Alex and shares that he was forced to kill his son's mother. He said, it cost a part of me. Hmm. Uh, Reed talks to Chris and riles him up. Nick shuts the door to tune Reed out. Chris blames himself for allowing Reed's group onto the boat, and Nick Mm -hmm. assures him that it's not his fault. It was. was. I mean, (laughs) ultimately it was his fault, but he was trying to do the right thing. He had no reason to believe these people were horrible. Uh, Early lessons you have to learn in Walking Deadland. 
Uh, with Jack at her side, Alicia finds Travis and tells him that they're plotting to escape that night. Connor radios the Abigail and orders Reed to drop anchor. Madison picks up and says that they're holding Reed and they're going to trade him for Travis and Alicia, and Connor agrees. After signing off, Madison hears a gunshot. Uh, Chris is walking down the hall with a gun and tells Ophelia that Reed was about to turn, so he had to shoot him. The group finds Reed dead in the cabin with part of his face gone. Uh, Madison comforts Chris, and they overhear Luis complain that the trade is now dead. Chris realizes that he just destroyed any hopes of getting Travis back peacefully. Uh, Jack ties uh, Jack ties Travis's hands to prepare him for the prisoner exchange, and Connor orders Jack to get Alicia. Uh, so they're cleaning up the blood in Reed's room when Reed turns. It seems he wasn't turning. Chris just shot him. And now he's turning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel has to stab him. Not not to kill the zombified version of Reed, though. Enough to pin him against a wall, leaving him alive. Daniel has a plan. That plan is to to wrap a hood around Reed's head and... When it comes time for the prisoner exchange, uh, and it's and, and at the time it's just Madison and uh, Zombie Reed, uh, and Zombie Reed is being exchanged for I believe Travis only, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And Alicia will get traded when he sees that Reed is fine, and when they pull off the hood, Zombie Reed eats many of his friends, and Travis and Madison sort of take care of the rest. Uh. Uh, Alicia escapes onto the ship's bow and spots Madison and Travis on the pier, but Jack corners her, and Madison sees Alicia on the ship deck. Jack begs Alicia to stay with him and asks if she really wants to live with the kind of people who abandon survivors like Alex. She says she's sorry and jumps into the water, and Madison and Travis rescue her in the the little boat thingy, and they return to the Abigail. Uh, What did you think of this week's episode? I don't know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was not, it was a step down from last week for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things, I don't know what's happening with this show. There's so many things that I, like, for every scene that I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. Then they follow up with something that I'm like, what the hell? Why are they doing this? Like, for, like this guy, Jack. Yeah. I... I don't know if he's right. Like, is he crazy? Because everything that comes out of his mouth is stupid. Like, he's... like. I feel like he's just a big, dumb fool who found himself useful to this group of people, and he's lucky to be alive, I think. I get. Because Alicia, when Alicia is, like, um, going back to her family, mm. he, you know, he says, you should stay. Are you sure you want to go back? And I'm like, yes, it's her family. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> are you sure you don't want to stay with me and not go yeah. with your fan? Hey, you I sure... kidnapped you, but you know, you should stay with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, look, it was Strand was the one who cut them loose. Right. Uh granted, Travis was pushing for them to stay on the raft, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, he wanted to see them safely delivered uh, you know, he didn't want to desert them in the middle of the in the middle of the right. ocean. 
Right. Uh, you know, so it's not like she wanted to go back because she loves Strand so much. She wants to be with her family. Yes. Not you, Jack, the guy who <laughs> lured her into into this whole situation by yeah. making her think you were someone, you know, that you weren't. Yeah, and there, is, there were many scenes in this episode where Alicia is with this guy alone. And every scene, I feel like like this rapey vibe from him. like A little bit. He's, he's like creep. He's not. Like, he really... <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't know if he's... I'm not sure the vibe I was getting from him was, wasn't necessarily... We're still talking about Jack, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was... Like, there's, like, a really thin line between rapey and, like, guy who's who, who maybe hasn't had sex yet, but, like, maybe. he wants to. Maybe. And, like, feels yeah. like if he just plays his cards right, she might, like, he has no <laughs> understanding of how. Yeah, this situation, you're, you're not getting laid, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this like, is I, not happening. I feel like he's just, like, you know, man, if I just, you know, if I impress her enough, like, just maybe. <laughs> like, uh, so he, it's either that or he's what you're thinking and he's just rapey. I don't yeah. know because he, he comes off, like, so kind of, uh, he comes off so immature isn't exactly what I'm thinking of, but, but like, but something it, along yeah. those lines. Yeah, yeah. Like, that maybe it's that. Like, he's he's not quite innocent, but he's just he's just dumb enough to not mm-hmm. know any better in, in a few situations. Yeah, like his understand his understanding of how relationships work is clearly lacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, like your your husband your husband didn't woo you over uh, over a radio pretending to no. be somebody he isn't. Right, and then and, kidnapped me, and the, he kidnapped you, <laughs> and then and then tried to hit on you endlessly during <laughs> right. this whole ordeal. Like, right. uh, that's usually not how it works, Jack. No. Uh, <laughs> Maybe something out there. Even in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, even then, like where the where you might be able to make uh, a few excuses for for mitigating circumstances, but I don't really think this counts. No. Uh, You're right. You're right about this episode as a whole, though. This was just I don't know what to think about this episode either. It was it was it was the culmination of what happened last week. But what last week was exciting to get them to this point, right? And uh, the resolution just wasn't. All that tense. Like I feel like they. they it wasn't had a, bad. It wasn't bad, but I feel like there were a couple of scenes where they had missed opportunities. Like, yeah. like for example, the big reveal that is Alex the woman that um, they left in the. Yes. Yeah. Um, that big reveal that Alex is now you know she's alive, mm-hmm. um, and she's the one that gave them up. Yeah. I thought that was great. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, she's alive, and she's the one that betrayed them. Yeah, that was very um, interesting. Yeah, it's like a, a then, very much a reap-what-you-sow type situation. But then they follow up with her just ripping Travis apart. Like, she put yeah. him in his place. And Travis just takes it. And I'm yeah. like, you should defend yourself. This is a survival situation. You yeah. were defending your family. You had reasons. Even, yeah. This. I mean, even though she had reasons to, like, her reasons were very, like, she had good reason. She had good reasons. I don't but... blame I don't blame her for being vengeful and upset in right, this situation. Right, but... but he should have said something, too. Like, this yeah. is not all about you. I, I, I was also protecting my family. I don't know. Something like that. But I feel like that whole scene was just her, like you know, telling him off and he was just taking it. Uh, to me, to me, the hero of this episode for me was was Daniel. I loved the scene mm-hmm. where he's in there cleaning up Reed, mm-hmm. and Reed is a big shit talker. He's talking this big game to Daniel, yep. trying to intimidate him, and 
he had this look on his face like he was like dusting furniture. Like he was just going <laughs> about his day. Like he's seen bigger phase. He's seen bigger guys. He's seen badder guys. And he tells him right to his face. He's like, I've seen men who have inspired fear in other people, mm-hmm. and none of them had to tell you how scared yeah, they were. I like that. I like that line. And then when Chris is like, when they walk out, and Chris is like, you're going to just let him talk to you like that? And he's just like, he's just a kid. He's scared. He's mm-hmm. like, that's what people, when some people are scared, that's, they, they, you know, it's like when you, uh, like there's some animals, supposedly, when you see them in the wild, you're supposed to make yourself as big as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's intimidating to them. Like, I can't eat that huge thing. It's big and scary. Like, you, you make it bigger, you make yourself bigger than you really are because you're really terrified and you're hoping right. that defense mechanism kicks into place. It's just that he's a really psychopathic, scared person, and he's scared. Mm-hmm. You know, he's scary. That guy is scary when he's when he himself is scared because he seems like he'll do the things he's doing. But uh, in that position, when he was just stuck there, he was just trying to intimidate Daniel, and he wasn't right. going to be intimidated at all. Uh, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was <laughs> great, but. By and large, like that was like the high point of the episode. There really wasn't a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I also thought that the the whole idea of you know the guy turned and instead of giving up, they decided to use him as mm-hmm. a that like, part of the plan. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, smart, um, smart idea. Well, because otherwise yeah. they were they were boned. They had no options. But um, you know, I kind of this is this bugged me a little bit, and it's mm-hmm. a small detail, but yeah, I understand them covering the face of this guy yeah. so that the others didn't see that he was uh, uh he had turned sure but why did the others cover travis face i have no idea it's like <laughs> was there I, I was wondering the same thing it's like was there like a missing scene where like they they cut it out of the show where they both agree they're like hey hey one more thing uh everybody has to have a bag on their head i guess and they're like okay deal i guess that's a weird thing but all right because you know where we are it's not like uh, it has to be some sort of secret yeah, and then, uh, but what I thought was when I saw that he had his face covered, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a trick. It's not gonna be Travis. They're gonna give him someone else." Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Like, oh my god, is this is gonna turn into a disaster." No, it, everything went well. Connor it was, was Travis. Very, Connor was very <laughs> trusting of them, and they yeah. just betrayed him by sticking his yeah. zombie brother on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's do a score and uh, and then get on out of here for this week. Uh, what would you give? Uh, what would you give this episode? Uh, three. Yeah, I I was only like a, a skosh more generous. I think I gave it three and a quarter. So I was wavering between that. It's like, eh, but I, I really, really, really like the scene with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gets like a quarter pair of geeky glasses just for that. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with this show. I don't know if it's my own bias, but I feel like in The Walking Dead, I like I immediately had connections with mm-hmm. different characters and I cared about what happened right. to them and in this show it's taking me a while to actually find that connection with yeah. someone you know what uh, helped for me i think what helped was there was a definite main character from the get-go and it was rick because you meet rick and right. he's by himself yes and it's even a little bit before he runs into another person but that then it's only just morgan and his son mm-hmm. and then it's still a few more episodes before he even runs into anybody else so you've right. got an attachment to that main character right and then you kind of start slowly in this show is starting with uh an ensemble cast from the get-go mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not really i thought madison for sure was the main character but they don't oh. focus on her they focus on everybody kind of equally yeah. yeah right now the only character that i'm kind of like interested in and i want to see him survive is nick 
Yeah. Right now, Nake is the one that I'm. I, yeah. I like. So let's see. Well, I mean, so far, I think the main character of the show is still Tobias. Uh, <laughs> he's just not on any of the episodes. Um, I, I expect. You know, I, I'm expecting like at some point when we get to like season six of Fear the Walking Dead, like Tobias is going to be like the Negan of like this world. Yeah. Like he's like the he cultivated this giant group. I would love if Tobias was like arrived like in a jet ski. <laughs> yes, like just pimped out jet yep. ski with like guns and all that. And he oh, so cool. Everyone. That will be the best episode. He has a. <laughs> Uh, he has like a kickball wrapped in barbed wire instead of like that. <laughs> all school supplies. Tobias knows what he's doing. That's that's how you survive the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Uh, if he was really smart, he would have just stayed in the school, I guess, because then you yeah. don't have to move any of the supplies. But no, he's yeah. smart. He he'll have a jet ski and he will train sharks and dolphins to help him. Oh, so he's gonna be like Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> that's so much better. Uh, well, we'll see if that happens in the next episode. <laughs> Uh, Aurora and I will wait with bated breath to find out if Aquaman Tobias shows up in Season 2, Episode 6 of Fear the Walking Dead called Sikut Service, which, by the way, is not service with an S, but with a C, because it's like uh, like Roman. It's oh. like it's like from like some sort of old religious text. So uh, C, I'm hmm. probably pronouncing it horribly. Uh, Sikat Service. 